1: Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan, and today we're going to take a look at the science of Minecraft. A few weeks back, my family was introduced to a game called Minecraft. It's a virtual game in which players create fantastic structures out of 3D blocks. While it sounds simplistic, the game can be quite addictive, and what's more, it allows for some fruitful discussion about the science and technology behind making real-life materials. This week... I'll take a look at one example, mining for metal. In order to find the good stuff in Minecraft, you have to create pickaxes and mine deep into the ground where you can find metal ore. The most common metal ore in the game is iron. Interestingly, the most common element forming our real-life earth is also iron. But first, I want to thank Squarespace for sponsoring this week's podcast. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. With Squarespace, you can create your own space with e-commerce built in, a mobile responsive design, online blog or portfolio, and it's great for small business. For a free trial and 20% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code Einstein9. Even though iron is the most common element on Earth, iron in its metallic form is extremely rare. Aside from a large deposit in Greenland, most of the metallic iron found on Earth came from meteorites. So if you want large amounts of iron, the only way to get it is to smelt it from iron ore. Smelting is the process of removing the impurities from an ore in order to extract the desired metal. In Minecraft, to smelt iron ore, you have to first put the ore into a forge, which is built out of rock, and you add a heat source and just wait. After a few seconds, out pops an iron ingot. An ingot is a bar of metal and is used as a handy way of storing refined metal before it's cast into its final form, such as a pan, fork, or iPhone case. While ingots are typically in the shape of gold bars, they can be cast into other shapes as well. As you might imagine, the real-life process of smelting iron ore into ingots is a bit more complicated. Now, there are lots of different ways to smelt iron, depending on what you plan to do with it and what technology is available to you. However, all of the processes involve heating the iron ore up to extremely high temperatures and invoking various chemical reactions to help remove the unwanted materials, called gang, from the ore. Often, another material is added to the ore to help remove gang more easily. The material is called a flux. Once the flux has bonded to the gang, it's usually called slag. Slag separates from the melted metal in much the same way that olive oil poured into a glass of water. Will float to the top of the mixture this allows the slag to be easily removed from the molten metal the flux most often used in iron smelting is limestone so what's with all these funny words do metallurgists just like funny sounds gang flux slag actually the word gang comes from german and is related to the modern word gang as in a set of things that run together Flux gets its name from the fact that after it binds to the gang, it makes it more viscous, allowing it to flow out of the ore. Most people believe that slag comes from the old German word "slagen," which means to strike with a hammer. That's because one of the early ways of smelting iron ore was to use a bloomery, which was a type of furnace that caused the iron and slag to stick together in a big chunk called a bloom. Separating the slag from the iron involved heating the bloom back up and then striking it with a hammer. So flux turns the gang, or impurities, into slag. The slag is removed, leaving the metal behind. Now what? Well, iron's a great metal in its own right, but like most metals, you can make it even fancier by mixing in other elements. Mixing metals with other elements produces an alloy. One of the most famous alloys of iron is called steel, which is iron mixed with a small amount of carbon and a handful of other elements. Just like experimenting with your favorite soup recipe, you can change the properties of steel, such as its hardness, flexibility, and whether or not it's magnetic, by varying the amounts of those other elements. For example, stainless steel can be produced by using 18% chromium, 81% iron, a dash of carbon, and a sprinkling of nickel. Thanks again to today's sponsor, Squarespace. If you've got a blog, e-commerce, or portfolio site you've always wanted to put together, check out Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can create your own e-commerce site with a mobile responsive design, or you can create a blog or online portfolio, which is great for small business. It's got social media, Google Analytics, and all kinds of other features built right in, and it's easy to use their drag-and-drop interface to create new pages. They're constantly improving their platform with new features, new designs, and even better support. They have all kinds of great things you can start out with, and all the style options you need to create a unique website for you or your business. It's incredibly easy to use, but if you want some help, Squarespace has an amazing support team that works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the price has started just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a one-year contract. You can start a trial with no credit card. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code Einstein9 to get 20% off and to show your support for the Everyday Einstein podcast. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. So now you know a little more about Minecraft, and hopefully a lot more about smelting iron. If you're interested in trying out smelting for yourself, check out the links in the show notes on quickanddirtytips.com. If you like today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook, or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash qdteinstein. If you have a question you'd like to see in a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Lee Phelan, with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science.